Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott. There is Dave next to me, and thanks for joining us as we continue on our Halloween month of horror and then some. We had some universal classics, and then we decided to take a trip into John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Um, this could have used a rewrite or two. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. who's Susan? Did you notice how many people asked glasses. who's Susan? The girl with the glass. It's like it was a running gag throughout yeah. the whole thing. Who's Susan? Who's Susan? Susan. I I got I got to say this. I I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. Um, mm-hmm. so the good of this movie, the main cast, the main mm-hmm. cast. There's some questionable casting down in the tertiary department. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but casting and his ability to blend his his sound is so unique. I'm mm-hmm. just a fan of his music and his just his beats in the background and the right. the sense of dread that it, his bass lines connect and with and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's I thought that was really good. But I I got all throughout three quarters of this movie way through this movie and I started oh. thinking this could have been a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. When you because we had that, talked started, about that. Yeah. When you texted me, I started looking at it and I just started laughing. I was like, fuck, he's right. This, so this was so close to being a sequel. So close. So what, close. It and it would have been great as if he would have had what's his name show up, Jack Burton show up yeah. at the last minute. You know, right. and even well, you know what old Jack says. Who the fuck's it would have been great. It would have been great because this is the same formula. Yeah. You know, you you've got Victor Wong again. Uh, this time playing a philosopher slash scientist. And when he's given his opening speech at the beginning of the movie, talking to his class, I was instantly brought back to him giving the tour through little China or Chinatown on the bus at the beginning of big trouble, little China. And it's like, this guy is perfect for that. We had talked about, wouldn't it be great if they continued the adventures with egg Shin and Wang and guess what? We get egg Shin and Wang here. Uh, If they would uh, just, yeah, be, for the we didn't part. need Jack Burton. We had, yeah. we had a uh, family dollar, Tom Atkins. And uh, <laughs> I don't know who the actor is. And I, uh, you know, shame on me. He's probably Simon a fine guy. Yeah. I was looking I, at him and I was like the whole time. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I'll be damn. Hey, come walking through the door. She goes, Oh, you're watching this movie? I said, Yeah, I didn't think you'd be interested. She goes, Oh, so and so from Simon and Simon. I was like, That's... She even named the actor. I'm like, How do you know this guy? That's amazing. That's amazing. Because I've seen him before, but that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And, but what I noticed with that is John Carpenter obviously has a type in his casting. Yeah. The uh, redhead who was in the lead could have easily been like Kim Cattrall. I started to oh, see yeah. some. Yeah. I started to see a lot of similarities in characters. And I was like, God damn it, this is the sequel to Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. It very well, it could have been. We could have kept with the the ancient evil god and the son yeah. of Satan, basically. And yeah. ah like dude, this movie this movie's a fucking mess, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was trying to like it. I like I liked it a lot more. There's than, things oh, I like. I liked yeah. it a lot more than I thought I was going to like it. It wasn't as gory as I thought it was going to be. No, it's not. John Carpenter has done better. Oh, watched we've watched better. better. You, know, yeah. watched, you know, every movie I've seen of his so far, I've liked. You know, yeah. on some on some level, um, especially Escape from New York. I love. I mean, that mm. that's like the penultimate for me. And, and for me, it's big trouble. Big trouble in so. Little China. I mean, those two are right there for me. Um, this, yeah, it needed a rewrite. 
he needed, I honestly think he needed to make it a sequel. Well, what happened, what I was reading is after, apparently Big Trouble in Little China was a flop yeah. at the box yeah, office. Yeah, it didn't make any money at the box office. And um, he went on and did this the next year. He did this, and then he did They Live. Um, oh, They Live. They the live. There's another one. They know? Live hit. He just had a miss in here, and I think it's because it was so rushed. These are like a year apart. He yeah. just knocked yeah. this movie out to have a movie, and it suffers for it. It it really suffers for it because the story's okay, yeah. and it it could it been, actually be really cool. It should have been clearer. Um, it, yes. The problem is, it, I say that it should have been clearer what it was going on. He spends half the movie explaining what's going on. He and does it's so convoluted. Oh my god! I, I was having a hard time following it, and I'm just like, uh, how? What, well, what is going on? How how does this girl know how to translate this stuff? And what is she reading? And she's acting like she doesn't know what she's writing until she reads it on the screen. You know what I mean? And yeah, she's plugging in some language that's converting. Yeah, yeah. It and was just very odd. Very odd. I I appreciate the the storytelling at least in that aspect of we're reading the computer screen and and seeing what's coming out and it's like okay right. this is actually kind of cool where it gave me a sense of discovering what they were discovering at the same right. time yeah uh, but this got campy really fast and cheesy <laughs> you know what I and I disagree okay. I don't think think that it got campy enough or okay. cheesy enough. I think had he pushed that, would you get your nose off of that? If he'd have pushed it, it'd have been closer to uh, Big Trouble. Big Trouble. And I thought that's where he was going to go when he started, kept kept having the joke about Susan. I, like, <laughs> I know, right? That's it was like... The first time I was like, oh, okay, you know, nobody knows. Who. And then the second or third time, I'm like, oh, that's... It's okay, going what, again. <laughs> what's going on now? Where is this going to go? And it never Nowhere. went anywhere. No. And I'm like, okay, you had a moment there. You he had a great moment for the for the dream sequence or whatever the hell that thing was. Dude, supposed to be. I was dude. waiting for that to be a big payoff. And it really and is the ending. The the ending really wasn't even a big payoff with that. I was like, okay, you you showed him kind of maybe. Is is he really gonna put? I don't want to ruin it completely, but there's a payoff at the end for the dream sequence and for the mirrors and stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's not really a payoff payoff. No, it leaves it open for your own interpretation. Um, I, I really hate one. He didn't I give know. me enough information for me to have. <laughs> well, it's, this is where it gets confusing. Let's talk up. I'm, I'm talk about something here and I'm going to pull it up. Um, I have what the dream sequence says in its entirety. Um, so I found this interesting that, um, when they originally first started talking about the, everything that was going on, they mentioned Jesus being an extraterrestrial. Um, and it was just one line and it's like, yeah, I missed that. I'm totally aliens? missed that line. Are you, are we going to aliens? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, we are. Aliens. <laughs> yes, we are. And this deals with apparently, um, some evil God. Uh, right. before before God. Um, and and you can find old text about these gods. Um, I forget mm -hmm. which they called this one. Uh, but there there's is history of of this. So we're we're basing it in some ancient theology or mythology or or right. what have you. Um, 
So it was kind of neat, but I never... It turns... It's kind of like a slasher. We're in a single location. Nobody's getting out. They, he really played up a lot on the uh, Exorcist by kept showing the staircase, the famous mm-hmm. type of staircase to right. give that feeling. Um, but even that but, didn't have a payoff. No, nothing really did. I mean, we see Alice Cooper as a homeless bum. Nothing. Uh, did, yeah, I was waiting for Alice Cooper to be like either Jesus or an apostle or somebody to come back and save. But he didn't even have a line. All right. So. One of the things that happened is we find out at the beginning, this priest dies and he was part of the Brotherhood of Sleep. Okay, this is interesting. You got me. I'm intrigued. I want to know about yeah. this Brotherhood. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Where are we going? And apparently they were the keepers of this ancient e- entity and keeping it sealed somehow. But all of them had this dream. And I'm going to read to you this dream. And it it showed an image of the front of the church with a shrouded figure It was kind of ominous and it was very static and very hard to hear. This is not a dream, not a dream. We're using your brain's electrical system as a receiver. We are unable to transmit through conscious neural interference. You are receiving the broadcast as a dream. We are transmitting from the year 1999. You are receiving this broadcast in order to alter the events you're seeing. Our technology has not developed a transmitter strong enough to reach your conscious state of awareness but this is not a dream. You are seeing what is actually occurring occurring for the purpose of causality violation. Very so it's interesting. T- also time travel. We also went time travel, which they all oh, t- tachyons. Oh, well, yeah. You know, yeah. I was I could I understood about <laughs> half of whatever they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was like mumbo jumbo just to kind of no, get you. But time travel. Intriguing. But that's time travel too. Yep. He yeah, he needed to make it. A more coherent script, definitely. There were two like things said, going on. Yeah, I don't hate this movie. Um, I like because he's John Carpenter. I like it. Yeah, uh, to an extent, it's entertaining. It's it, it, it has value. It just has, it has like you said. Yeah, it has problems. It's got problems. It's definitely not my favorite. It's no. not as creepy as I thought it was going to be. It's not as evil as I thought it was going to be. It's not as bloody as I thought it was going to no. be. Everything I was expecting, I didn't get. <laughs> and i'm not a big gore guy you know this i'm not i'm not yeah. in the gore carpenter usually doesn't like, go too far the thing is probably exactly. the goriest he's ever done <laughs> um i'm not into like super evil stuff i cannot right. do possessions i cannot do right. the devil possessing anybody movies can't do it just i can't um that that's my Fair that's enough. my stepping out that's my i'm tipping out folks moment um but he in this in the trailer he promises a lot of that mm. and then doesn't deliver yeah. any of the the most gruesome thing is the lady waking up you can see the budget is uh, most of the budget was spent on what effects they did right. do the effects were great in this they oh, they're really, really good. Her, she always. looks wonderful. I mean, coming off of Big Trouble in Little China, I don't know if they had the same effects artist, but it. I got yeah. a lot of. I got a feeling with that too. I just waiting for somebody to blow up, great big. <laughs> I think he would have done. I think he did himself an injustice by not just going Big Trouble Little China. God, he should have. It made had, just like we said. The there, they could have just played the exact same characters. Yeah, and I, I, I know you say you didn't need Jack Burton, but he, he would have been. Have been perfect. Halfway through. He could have come in halfway through, just like when, just as they're getting ready to seal the thing back up, 
kicked in a door, shot something, and budged everything up again. Yep. You know, like Jack Burton always does. I'm here to save you. Yeah. You just I mean, let it loose. He re-releases the demon that they almost had, you know, yeah. locked up. That would be perfect. That would and be I perfect. Think that could have worked. Yeah. I think he could do a Jack Burton movie now. He could. He could. Kurt Russell's fine with for that, Kurt I'm Russell's sure. Still built like a brick shit house. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean it'll work. It'll work. He um, makes a good Santa Claus and he makes a good uh yeah. a good snake. I, I still rec I still recommend Bone Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. Bone Tomahawk. I have not watched that yet. I need to. You will you will struggle with some of the gore. <clears throat> yeah, I probably will. So it's it's pretty wicked. Uh, but it's it's a hell of a movie. Yeah. Um but I I just I was really hating on this movie until I started putting the big trouble in Little China connection. It's like right. for me, this is the unofficial continuation of Big Trouble <laughs> in Little China. This is Egg Shin and Wang. And one of the girls who I don't know about the actress who played Lisa, but she looked like she might have been one of the women that we saw in the background, possibly of when they were escaping, when they had all those women yeah, in cages. All the other women. It's like, yeah, probably because he I noticed most he uses a lot of the same people. Yeah. And that's cool because I never actually realized how many people he reused. Yeah. He, he just liked to work with the same actors. Probably because well, they knew him and knew what he wanted and knew knew how to take his shorthand and speech. Mm -hmm. And if you they as a director, well I would imagine if you as a director have a shorthand with somebody and you can say half of what needs to be said or less and oh, they yeah. get it, or you can be in a bad mood and say, F this, F fucking. F and fuck, people don't F lose fuck. their shit. And people because don't they know. lose, you know, become all dandy and go, oh my God, he swore around me. Oh, yeah. my feelings are hurt and walk off. Uh, I think that has a lot yeah. to help also. Um, and I, I don't want know anything about his directing style. I don't I either, but apparently he, people, people keep like working him. with him. Yeah. People like him a lot, man. From what I've understood, yeah. I, is, is he still alive? He's still alive, right? Yeah. yeah he's yeah. actually directing and, uh, a couple episodes or a single episode of some new, uh, horror anthology that I think is coming on Peacock. Uh, so yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he, I, I'd love to see him do one more movie. He is in my bucket list of uh, directors I would love to work under, uh, but yeah. it'll probably oh. never happen. But God, it would be wonderful. I just want to meet the okay. man someday. He's uh inspiration for me as a movie maker and as a yeah. musician. Uh, because I just I I love his style of soundtracks. Um well, here's something. You you were talking about how moody the soundtrack was. Mm -hmm. That soundtrack shouldn't have worked. And I know everybody was techno back then. Everybody was just, oh, we got a synthesizer. That's just John Carpenter. That's yeah. But what I'm saying is it was very moody and synthesizers should not have worked. Yeah. It should have been big bass, like, boom, 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 you know, like really low bass sounds. Well, I will say this. I will say, that. I will say this. I had to stop the movie about 10 minutes in and move my subwoofer because everything was rattling so much from the yeah. low bass that I had cranking up. So it was, it was shaking my room with some really low bass. So it was, it was pretty good. That's funny. Yeah, Luna was on the couch and she just perked up. There's like a, a moment when the music goes, woo, 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 yeah, like that, and the dog's like, "What's she, that?" She's watching the movie. She she was watching the movie oh. almost all night, like oh, almost damn. all the way through. She's watching it. Like she'd put her head down, do something, then she'd look back up. When the lady comes up with her faces all oh, messed God. up, she sits up and she's like looking straight ahead. Luna's like, "What's going on?" 
She yeah. just perked up her little ears go up and she's just watching the lady. And I'm like, yeah. Oh shit. Is she going to freak out? Like I was like watching my dog more than I was watching the movie. Cause I thought it was so funny. I wasn't sure how she was going to react, but it was so, yeah. so damn funny. Daisy could it's, give to you. So, so for some reason we have decided to not spoil this movie and we're going to keep not spoiling it for the most part. Nothing major. Um, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's odd. It is odd. Um, and so since we started that, we're not going to spoil it. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically just about people trying to prove that the devil, the devil exists, exists so they can tell the world that the devil exists. It's a neat and, concept. Yeah. The time travel is interesting from 1999. See, at this time in the 80s, everybody thought 1999, we are going to be traveling the stars. We're going to be doing all of this. And we you are. know what? We probably already are. And nobody wants to tell us. But um, that's a whole nother conversation. That's, another, that's on our other podcast. Yeah, that's on um, the other podcast. But it's it is it's a group of people trying to uh, prove or disprove scientifically the existence of ultimate evil deities gods yeah. you name it um right. and things go south real quick with um yeah it's obvious quick. this thing can possess people and can control through mind control um and it kind of has an evil dead vibe to it um with, with the homeless that, people yeah there are parts of it that are kind of humorous um again i you thought he got really campy i don't think he got campy enough i will agree it could have uh, gone more but it just I felt like it, I think that could have saved this movie. I don't I think Campy was a bad choice for me. It's cheesy. <laughs> he, yes, it is cheesy. He did go cheesy. Yeah. I but I do think that if he would have went campy, if he would have went more big trouble. <laughs> big trouble humor and even escape from New York humor because there's a lot yes. of humor in escape from New oh, York. There absolutely but it's is. also very kind of moody and dark. Yeah. And if he'd have been able to balance that a little bit better in this but I, I think you're right. I think it was probably rushed. Uh, I think I he think probably so. already had the contract to do the movie. And, and it was supposed to already be out. filming kind of thing. Uh, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I would like to talk to him about this and say, how do you bring that up, though? Because you like a movie, but you know it could have been better. Like, how would you even... Like, if he would, asked you about this movie and said, well, what did you think about this movie? How would you answer that? How would I'll you, tell you honestly, how I'd answer. Would you, would I'm going to say... Honestly, or would you be like, that was the greatest fucking movie no, I ever saw? <laughs> I'd like to think that I would say this should have been a killer sequel to Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Is what I would love to tell him to his face, because I'd love to see his response to see yeah. what he would think of that. Um, because for me, when it comes to movies and John Carpenter movies, especially Big Trouble yeah. has a special place in my heart right there with the thing they live. I love his the style thing. of film making uh, in the mouth of madness. Phenomenal right. film. Uh, just so bizarre. And just it's John Carpenter all over it, man. <laughs> Do what? Was it really? Yes. <laughs> no, I did like Moth of Madness. It's I really dig one. that movie. What was the other one that was written, done by that same writer uh, that you like, The Fish People? Oh, yeah. Dagon. I, I Dagon. stand that's, by Dagon. That's the one that jumped into my head. That's the one yeah, because we were going H.P. Lovecraft and yeah, In the Mouth Lovecraft. of Madness is pretty much his take on Lovecraft. And Dagon is one. I, I God, I love that movie. I think well, it's the fish queen or whatever she is. <laughs> fish princess. Sucker fish princess. Um, it's just a few yeah, tentacles, it, Dave. Yeah. Oh, no, can't do tentacles. <laughs> Oh, it's just Awasha or something. Her name is, yeah, <laughs> Oshia or something like that. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, no, uh, it's a good one. Carpenter's good, he, he can 
I just think he fell short. And I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume that it was time and budget. Yeah. Like, he he was already like under it. time constraint. He had to get the movie done because he was already paid for it or something. Yeah. I do believe it could have been better had he done a rewrite. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, did need, it, it needed to be tightened up because there was a lot of times where we were told and not shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's just because the script needed to be a little bit tighter. Um, there was a lot of telling. And I think all of that is what kind of hurts the script. Um, it's not a, if you like John Carpenter, you're going to like this movie. I like yeah. John Carpenter. I like this movie. I like this movie. It's not a good one, bad but I like it. It is a bad movie. It's what I got to say. I, I'm I glad it exists like a shill for John Carpenter. He doesn't need it, but yeah, he doesn't it, need it. I, I, I'm with you. I, I will watch anything he puts out. I do like some of them that people hate, um, I, which I need to revisit Ghost to Mars again because that's one of his more hated movies. I um, let me write that down. <laughs> I think you and I talked about it before, and I, well, I never got a chance to watch it. It's got Pam Greer, Ice Cube. Yeah, Pam Greer <laughs> and Ice Cube. It's a good combo. Um I I like Ice Cube in movies. I've always thought he was fine as an actor. Uh yeah. a lot of people shit on it, but I think he does really good in Ghost to Mars. But uh oh, oh, I'm sorry, coming from the hood and having to work your way up and claw your way to the top and actually do your own production movie. That guy's got my respect. I give shit. <laughs> I don't agree with some of his uh takes on things, but as a filmmaker, I have nothing but respect for Ice Cube. Yeah. Um just i really His do because he movies are great they're great and you know to see that he wrote all of that and did yeah. that and made that happen and just the story hell i don't mean to go off on a rant but just the story right. of nwa what these guys yeah. did yeah we yeah. i don't even want to talk about how they got the money but the fact right. is they did it you know they did it and they made something happen and dre is one of the richest motherfuckers in the world now so he didn't get that way by being stupid yeah <laughs> so they've done some stupid shit of course. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody, I think everybody does. I uh, am wearing Beats headphones. So thank you, Dr. Dre. So, hey there. So it's, yeah, there's a shill. I'll take my money, please. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Um, yeah, that's all I really got to say about the movie. Yeah. Uh, he, he does like to use the same cast, a lot of the same actors. At least in the 80s, he seemed like he used a lot of the same, same actors. Yeah. Same feel for a lot of his movies. I would like to see him do something else big again. I'd like, I would, I really would. Cause he's, he is one of those guys that I find interesting in storytelling. Mm-hmm. I find him very interesting as a director, as a writer, as like you said, a musician, because he does he, his own music. He does all the music. Um, and he's like I said, he's my inspiration. So that's what I listen to when I write. And like the theme song to hear is, yeah. You know, inspired. All my stuff is inspired by his. So it's nice. uh I I dig it. Uh but that's I even forgot where I was gonna say, but when it comes to John Carpenter, he's got a style. And yeah. I know I our audience probably gets sick of me praising this man, but uh nah. he's got a style that just has a good there's just something about it when you watch his movies. I feel like I'm at a drive-in. I feel like I'm a kid again yeah. at a drive-in movie. And I'm watching something I shouldn't be. And it's just crazy. And it's it's violent. And it's entertaining. And mm-hmm. it's it's got cool characters, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the only thing I can add to that is I feel like everybody in the movies that he, I've watched him in or watched him direct, 
Did I say that right? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I feel like they're all having a good time. Yes. I feel like everybody wants to be there. Good script or bad script. Good guys or bad guys. I just feel like everybody wants to be there. Yeah. And having a good time. So that that's good. And it comes off. It, it, it comes through the film. It does. It does. There's an energy to him. There's an energy to his work, and it's great. It's like, like we say, every director has got a signature. You can, you yeah. can watch and say, "I know, I know that's a Tom Cruise film. I know yeah. that's Mel Gibson." You know, because they do certain things. They do, mm-hmm. and the more Carpenter I watch, the more I see similar things, similar yeah. dialogue, similar scenes, similar yeah. interactions. Humor is becomes the same, and it's like, okay, this is cool. He's got a nice rhythm. It's like Stephen King. Stephen King yeah. movies and stories are. Kind of always run along the same same path. Yeah. yeah. M. Night Shyamalan, same, you know, everybody. You know, the guy makes one movie with a, a crazy twist and they expect every single movie to have that twist yeah. going forward. And it's like and then you're like, but you know the twist is coming. Here's a twist. I didn't put a twist in my movie. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I'm a fan, I'm a fan of M. Night. Uh oh, he's yeah. made some yeah. he's made some interesting films, choices, but yeah, I, I like, like uh, it. I like his stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So there we go, folks. I'd like to thank you for joining us. Dave and I both recommend this movie, even though we we like it, but it's not great. Yeah, yeah. It's, we have issues with some of the stuff, but... And you will, it, too. Yeah, <laughs> and if you like Carpenter, though, you're going to go go in and go, this is a good it's Carpenter. It's a Carpenter film. It's, and yeah, it's entertaining. It, yeah. it just could have been better, better entertainment. If that makes sense, I'm, I'm not it does. Sure. <laughs> I, it, it felt it felt rushed. It felt yeah. rushed, and um, but it's cool. A good premise. It was going somewhere. It'd be good, you know. But so thanks again. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for your likes and shares. And make sure you click those buttons too. And don't forget to join us here. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. Like. Join. I don't even know where my fingers are going. I might be it's pointing right. the buttons. I might You're... just be pointing down. Or up, or to the side. Yeah, or into another dimension. But, yes. So, thanks again, folks. We will catch you next week with uh, another scary or entertaining Halloween-style movie. Who knows what's coming? Could be Halloween, could be Christmas, we don't know. I don't even know. And they're both coming up. They're both coming up. Catch you all later. Bye.